0: Hello, it's Danny Howe back again with another episode of Tales from Southern Indiana. You know, the little town I grew up in seemed like a pretty boring place. And uh, I never thought much about um, the people who had founded it. Uh, the town itself was named after, the, I believe, the, the person who had laid out the tracks for it. And it was French. His last name was spelled with one L. And like many things that happened in the town, uh, whoever wrote it down misspelled it. And so the town's name always had two L's seemed like the beginning of a dysfunctional history but i was surprised to find that one of the caves called donaldson cave was named after a fellow who just had a fascinating history and uh, the the main mystery about the guy is how he ever ended up in mitchell indiana in the first place um he uh he was from scotland and he was apparently quite wealthy and somewhat eccentric Uh, he came to southern indiana for some reason and he was walking in a, an area where there was a, a, a little primitive village had begun and it had a a couple of mills one was a sawmill and the other was a wool carding mill and so the there's an article in a, there's a newspaper from 1929 that records this uh said the owner of the mills was making his way down a trail when he met a stranger who asked him who owns this cave property there's a big cave there i do sir was the reply and would you sell it came the next question. I would, was the decisive answer. The next day, the deed was made, which accords that George Donaldson, a native of Scotland and subject of her Britannic Majesty Victoria I, bought 101 acres of land together with the house, the water case, and the mills for $3,500. So this began uh, a a life in the woods for someone who traveled really all over the world. he was known initially in terms of uh, being in, in southern Indiana as someone that people didn't much like. Uh, he led a hermit life. It said this is an 1899 newspaper article about him, which was filled with. He lived in a house that was filled with trophies of the chase because he was a hunter. He'd hunted polar bear in Greenland, tigers in India, lions in Africa, buffalo on the Great Plains, elk in the Rockies, etc., etc. It says he cared little for his neighbors, and they viewed him with suspicion. The more from the fact that he fenced his land and permitted no trespassing, nor would he have anything to do with his neighbors. A uh, philosophy that seems like it became permeated in the area what, by the time I grew up. said on one occasion he fell ill in Alabama, where he was nursed to health by a family named Dawson. A few summers later, a number of finely appareled handsome girls made their appearance in Mitchell, and were met by Donaldson and taken to his home near the cave, where he entertained them lavishly, sparing no pains or expense for their comfort or delectation. (laughs) The Scotchman's neighbors were much incensed at such scandalous proceedings, but it made no difference in him, for he did just as he pleased and granted the same privilege to others. The girls cared not for the tongue of gossip, but rambled in the woods, rode where fancy led followed the hounds in the fox chase and did as they chose until their departure it's just amazing that i could think there would ever have been a fox chase in the middle of southern indiana but uh, i suppose there are foxes a uh, uh, plenty and they could be chased He um now that the fellow was <laughs> he, he was a he was friends with with uh, david livingston stanley livingston uh, fame and he barely missed the fulfillment of his desire to explore Africa with Mr. Livingston. He had personally surveyed portions of Europe that are ever in and said there were few of the Rocky Mountain and Pacific Coast tribes of Indians that he had not dwelt with. He was thoroughly acquainted with Polynesia. Many years ago, when the natives were less civilized than they are today, he visited the South Sea Islands and made a short stay in Fiji. Sigh. Uh, this was this was the, the man, fascinating man, but apparently he was very interested in this cave, which was named after him ultimately, Donaldson's Cave, and in fact was part of a large cave system in that particular part of southern Indiana. It's all limestone, the water's eaten it all the way over a long period of time. And the uh, uh, the, the cave was, was full of blind fish, and the area around it had apparently a lot of uh, flora and fauna that... Uh, really exist in that area and not many places else. The Donaldson land, that hundred acres or so, uh, had uh, described as having deep, narrow gorges with rapid flowing streams and sinkholes of amazing depth. Um, Not sure sinkholes would be an attraction for tourists, but at any rate, it did. So the track to the south forms the gorges and brooks as they come to the surface. The underground streams can be entered at two places, one called the Twin Caves, the other Rising Spring. So there were actually like an underground river and at some point the cave had collapsed and it came up and it was an above ground river for a while. Donaldson's Cave, they said, was the most picturesque cave in Indiana. There's a very large room with fallen rocks. There's a waterfall. I never saw that. I've been in that cave and I never saw that before. And it's really a trio of caves with an interconnecting system and a total of maybe 17 caves altogether. That area became, um, what now is really what I think of as one of the finest state parks in the country, uh, Spring Mill State Park. Uh, the land was <laughs> was seized by the state after Mr. Donaldson died because he would never become a naturalized citizen and apparently the land reverted and they fought with his uh, descendants about it for quite a while and it says the case went all the way to the Supreme Court, but the state got it. and. Um, it says that, uh, you know, there was a beginning effort uh, around the turn of the century to, st- to try to get this thing into a park and to restore a village that had existed there that at one time it had, had 40 buildings. And it says, this is back in 1929, an endeavor has been made to account for all buildings formerly occupying the site, photographs, memory drawings, and descriptions collected from which it will be possible to reconstruct all 40 buildings. Not sure if they hit 40, but they sure hit a lot. And it's a wonderful place to visit now. The, uh, uh, the the notion, though, that there was somebody of this uh, interesting uh, background, uh, really just incredibly fascinating, tells me something about the notion of what happens when you scratch the surface in the history of where you come from. And, uh, and often you learn about really aspects of history that, uh, that go far beyond, uh, you, you know, your immediate area where you, where you grew up. There's an article uh, in the 30s uh, about how there was a junkyard in Mitchell and they dug around in it and underneath the junk they found the remains of an old skating rink and apparently the skating rink at one time was quite well known and skaters of national renown came to do exhibitions and then it became buried uh, and, and, and a junkyard. Uh, underneath a really very uh, uh, gray and uh, uh, foreboding surface, which is how I thought of the town for the most part, there was a history of something that was much more vibrant. And I think that the, uh, uh, I wonder about what happened over time to the people who contribute to that vitality and made that possible, and how at some point, the energy and the creativity of the whole area and the people who lived there seem to change and diminish um, and maybe that's happened to rural america all over the place the town that i grew up in had a main street with every pretty much every store and active business and now it's mostly a ghost town but the um the fact that there is a history there and some of it being preserved in this amazing state park and uh and, and pioneer village Uh, which I've been through, you know, spent every year of my growing up uh, period of life at. Never got tired of uh, learning about it and and just enjoying it and uh, look forward to coming back to it before too long. But there it is, a, a surprise discovery for me of a history that at one time everybody living in the area where I grew up would have known. Thanks for letting me share that with you. Take care of yourself.